0: Every week we go to the scriptures because it is there that the person and work of Christ are most clearly revealed. Uh, preaching for us this morning is Tony Viatoro, the planting pastor of Sojourn Spring Branch. Tony, we're so glad to have you with us this morning. The sermon text for this morning is Isaiah 49, 1 through 13. So hear the word of the Lord from Isaiah chapter 49, starting in verse one. It says this, Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar, the Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense With my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, in a time of favor I have answered you. In a day of salvation I have helped you. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people to establish the land, to apportion the desolate heritages, saying to the prisoners, come out. To those who are in darkness, appear. They shall feed along the ways. On all bare heights shall be their pasture. They shall not hunger or thirst. Neither scorching wind nor sun shall strike them, for he who has pity on them will lead them, and by springs of water will guide them. And I will make all my mountains a road, and my highways shall be raised up. Behold, these shall come from afar, and behold, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Syene. Sing for joy, O heavens, and exult, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing, for the Lord has comforted his people." and will have compassion on his afflicted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
1: Good morning. Peace be with you. Amen, amen, amen. Well, my name is Tony, and I am privileged this morning to preached God's Word to you this morning. Y'all are the warm crowd. Amen. Uh, We were out there in the cold about an hour and a half ago, and the ones on the live stream, they're the warmer crowd. Amen. They're the warmer crowd. But it is a good uh, um, uh, honor for me to come. Um, I have not preached um, uh, here the last time we were um, uh, preaching was back in April in a live stream, and I couldn't see any of y'all. So it is good to see uh, your faces. It's good to see uh, the Lord still being faithful to us. Um, I'm grateful for uh, uh, the Sojourn Heights pastors, um, uh, not only the staff pastors, but the lay pastors. Pastor Adam Seals is one of my um, elders uh, for the elder oversight team over at Sojourn Spring Branch along with a few other pastors, so um, we, we greet you from Spring Branch, and uh, um, we are grateful for your partnership and thankful to God for, for the ministry that you have here um, in the Heights area. Um, well, I, I, am, I, am, uh, I have 13 verses, and they gave me 20 minutes, so um, who gives me 20 minutes? Can you raise your hand? 20 minutes, 20, that's 40, that's 60. I'm going to be here for about an hour. We have nowhere else to go, right? We're here. Uh, one, one of the twins, uh, I have twins, um, uh, Amos and Eden, uh, two years and three months old. Uh, they're, one of their favorite TV shows, because they, they watch TV, right? That's, that's what we do at the house when we need a little bit of time. When we need 24 minutes to ourselves and put on a little Netflix on them. And uh, they watch, they love watching. I mean, they almost know it verbatim, some of these things. I'm so astounded by it. I love watching Charlie's Colorform City. Anybody know about that? Y'all are missing out. Charlie's Colorform City. And you know, to be honest, uh, this cartoon character, triangle head, uh, square torso, is teaching our kids about shapes and colors. So uh, that is a good thing. It's an educational show. And, and whether Charlie is making pancakes or he's throwing out a, a birthday party, these stories that he tells, have a plot twist. And he likes to say our story is getting sticky. And he likes to say our story is getting stickier. And I love when he says, is this how our story ends? Pause. And then he goes, not if we are telling the story, right? You see that cartoon character voice uh, imitation there. And in this season, Advent, we have probably have asked uh, that question in a different version in a number of ways throughout this season, even in this year. Is this how it's going to be for me? Is this how it's going to end for me? This year has been a long one, but as we enter into the world's longing and into the world's need for redemption after this past season, we are hopeful that Jesus truly comes to us. And yes, the story gets uh, sticky for a while, but if you kind of think about it, it seems like this year has brought out some emotions and insecurities that we've had. At least that's how I've felt um, Rift in the home with, you know, my wife or with the kids or impatience and frustrations in um, work or in your career, wherever that may be for you, there's been some vulnerable moments this year. I was with our parish and for the few months we were praying for people's job security because we didn't know what was going to happen to them at their work. I was telling our church last week that we've been through a a long season, right? We've all been through a long season of pandemic, of elections, of social injustices, and our own life challenges as well. And the story has gotten sticky. We don't know what's going to happen at work, or maybe you don't know what's going to happen in that relationship that you have with, with that one person. We don't know what's going to happen to our five-year plan or even what's going to happen in 2021. I'm looking at planners because I'm that guy, right? And I'm like, should we? Should we not? (laughs) And I pray that we see this morning Jesus speaking and stepping into our world. Because Jesus has come to us, because we believe that as Jesus' followers, we're going to see that we can come out of whatever prison that we find ourselves in and live feeding at the table where He feeds us. And those are a few points that we're going to unpack in our time together. And if you didn't catch them, I'll repeat them as we go. So, is this how our story is going to end? not if we remind ourselves of the real story. The first point that we see in this passage is that the servant speaks. Someone say it with me. The servant speaks. Yes, a little call and response is always good for the soul on a Sunday morning. The servant speaks. Look at verse 1 of chapter 49. If you have eyes on the text there, Paul just read it. And and, and, and it starts with one word that says, listen. Someone say, listen. Listen Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. Verse 2, he made my mouth like a sharp sword. Verse 3, he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. What is all this? Talk about servant. Servant. Here we see this so-called servant telling his hearers, hey, listen, give me some attention. He mentions that his mouth is like a sharp sword, meaning that this servant is going to serve not with weaponry, not with physical force, but with his word. And here we start to see a glimpse, a clue, a tip of who this servant is. He was going to use his voice. And he says, Listen, give me your attention. This is the servant who speaks. Another clue as to who this servant is comes in verse 3. You have eyes on it when we see the Lord saying that he would be glorified in this servant in, in, in Israel. Who is this? The servant is the one who comes speaking. And God here is promising that he would, he would make everything good. He would be glorified in this servant. But there is a problem. It gets a little sticky. Look at verse 4. But I said I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. This is the problem. The servant who speaks is also the servant who steps into our world of labor. And sometimes we labor and it's in vain and it's vanity and it's for nothing and we spend our strength and we see him laboring in vain. Doesn't that sound familiar to you today? Here we see the servant relating to us, to you, to me. The servant steps into our world. Haven't you been in a place before? Maybe you are in that place right now that you've done the thing over and over and over and and things just don't seem to pan out. Things just don't go according to the plan. You've been wise about it. You've discerned some things, and you're like, why is this not happening? You're like the prophets, maybe, sharing God's message to your friends, to your family, praying for salvation, praying for redemption, and no one hears you. No one at work, no one at your family gatherings, they don't listen. You've tried to be good. You've tried to be kind. You've tried to be that person of of just spreading good news, but you're left wondering why have you forsaken me? And we've been frustrated, just like this servant. We felt like our life was not amounting to much, like this servant. And one Bible commentator, he puts it like this. To become powerless is to experience what the powerless experience. And this was this servant. He experienced what every powerless person has gone through yet without sin. And here we see the servant being like us. When I read this, I'm like, the servant's like me. The servant's like you and me, laboring in vain, sometimes not amounting to much, spending strength, working hard, and my goodness, Where does it go? Where's the reward? But in the second half of verse 4, we see that little word, yet. And this is what makes the servant different from you and from me. Look at verse 4. Yet, surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense with my God. When we fail to trust God to answer us and to make a way out of no way and to give us provision, and when we fail to believe in Him, this servant is different. This servant is different than us. This servant has feelings of frustration and at the same time he trusts God. And sometimes we don't. This servant can feel like nothing is being accomplished and yet believes that his reward is with God. And, and sojourn, this servant who speaks also steps into our world that of frustration and chaos and says, I- I'm in this with you. And if we keep reading, we see how this servant brings relief to us. Look at verse 5. And now the Lord says, he who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. I am honored in the eyes of the Lord. My God has become my strength. Look at verse 6. He says "He says this. It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. And here we finally see, church, that this servant that is being referred to in the text is who Jesus Christ will be 700 years from when the passage was written. Jesus Christ is the one who speaks and the one who God will be glorified in. Jesus Christ is the one that looks like he labors in pain without nothing. Peter, disciples don't understand anything that Jesus is doing. Oh, how I wish I could hug you and embrace you, Jerusalem, but you don't understand gives up his life. Why have you forsaken me? Jesus is the one that has the mission to gather God's people, but not only the tribes of Jacob, the nations. It's too light a thing. It's too easy to gather the people of Israel. It's the nations that God is after, This is God's mission in the world through Jesus Christ. And you and I, we can be thankful today that God doesn't approach our arrogance. He doesn't approach our oppression of the world with greater arrogance, with greater oppression. Rather, He comes with humility, vulnerability, the powerlessness of a child born in a manger. Jesus coming as the light to the nations is how he brings about his redemption and salvation. It's too easy just for the tribes of Israel. It's the nations. It's, it's you. It's, it's me that God is after. And the Bible says in verse 7, thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, watch this, to one deeply despised abhorred by the nation, servant of rulers. What does this mean? Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Do do, do you see that this servant Jesus would, would, would be deeply despised, would be abhorred by everyone, this servant Jesus? would be the servant of rulers. Imagine that. The humiliation that Jesus would endure. The worthlessness that he would have felt. Can you see that? The creator as a creature being mocked, insulted, laughed at. This happened at the cross. At Jesus' cross, He was the most despised. At Jesus' cross, He was the most abhorred creature on earth. At Jesus' cross, our Savior became a slave of the human authorities. And we see that Jesus comes as the light to the nations through suffering and humiliation. And through all of that suffering and humiliation, kings and princes would worship him, the Bible says, prostrate. The servant that speaks, y'all, and the servant who steps into our own world, into our own world relating to us, is the one who comes as the light to the nations through suffering and humiliation. And in light of all this, the question that you and I have today is what do we do with that? Is, is, is you know, 2021's around the corner. What, what are we going to do? How, how do we live in light of that? Because that's all good theory, head knowledge. What do we do now? He steps into my frustration. He steps into my chaos. He steps into my suffering in order to be the light of the nations. But how am I supposed to live? And the Bible tells us in verses 8 through 10 that God will give us his servant, this Jesus, as a covenant. Someone say covenant. God will give his people, Jesus, this servant, as a covenant, as a promise keeper, as good news. It tells us that Christ will be able to tell the prisoners to who has quotes come out <laughs> and those that are in darkness to show up and another quotes appear when I read that it just gives me a sense of hope for my own situation come out yes that's good news for me appear and don't hide anymore Tony yes that's good news for me and I hope it is for you too that you can come out that you can appear and live a life of meaning and of purpose. And not only that, church, it says that, you, that that He will bring out the prisoners, that He will make them appear, and also it says that those who have been delivered from their prison, those who have been released, they will not hunger, and they will not thirst anymore. Church, know this, that Jesus Christ's ministry is not merely to set us free from the bondage of sin, but to lead us the full way home to God's presence. This is how you respond today. This is how I respond today. That because Jesus comes as the light to the nations, you can come out of whatever is enslaving you, whatever is keeping you bound, whether it's expectations from others in this season whether it's you know, Christmas dinner with the family or what you've been through in Thanksgiving, whether it's a, a spiritual blindness that you just, you know, a, a heart of discontent, whether it's a deep sadness because things are not going the way that they should be going, whether it's a sin that is easily entangling you, whatever is keeping you bound Know that Jesus was despised, abhorred, and he is shining bright today so that you can come out and appear. You don't only come out, you get to feed from his table. God doesn't just deliver you, but he equips you to live a life of meaning and of purpose. And that's what those last verses say. They will never hunger. They will never thirst. And I know some of us in here maybe are thinking, you know, I'm, I'm working. I'm a, I'm, I, I got to check off things off the list. I'm, I think I got it. But, but inside of you, you are hiding behind your work. You're trying to uh, justify your life with what you do. And this morning, maybe that is what is enslaving you. And Jesus today is saying, Come out, appear. Church family, today you can receive Jesus as your covenant, as your good news. When you do that, you come out of that prison and are delivered, and in this new life you're not going to hunger, you're not going to thirst anymore. You can say what verse 13 says, sing for joy, real joy, O heavens, and exult, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing, for the Lord has comforted his people. And we'll have compassion on his afflicted. Brothers and sisters, this is the good news. He comforts you, and he is compassionate with us. Jesus is that servant who is speaking today, even today, he's speaking. He's also the servant who knows your mess, knows my mess knows what you're going through, knows what I am going through. And this Jesus is shining bright into our lives today so that we can be delivered and always have a place at his table. So feed off of him. This next season, rejoice in him. Sing. Without a burden on your shoulders, he's gone before us. Let's pray. Father, your word is true, and we thank you that we were in a passage that was written thousands of years ago, and it brings us hope knowing that this servant Jesus endured pain and affliction to comfort us and have compassion when we are in pain and afflicted. This morning, God, we come from different backgrounds and have different stories, but we submit under your story. When it gets messy and chaotic and frustrating and we feel like we're laboring in vain, we can, we can look to the one servant on that cross who paid the debt of my sin who calls me out of what I am going through to appear and not to hide anymore. Oh, and we thank you that we get to feed off your table. This morning, uh, would you empower us and strengthen us and encourage us, Holy Spirit? Only you can do that. We pray that in Jesus' name, amen, amen.